We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Welcome to the Success with Sabrina podcast, sponsored by Time Strategic Consulting Group. Hear from successful businessmen and businesswomen and how they became successful, sharing tips and techniques with you to foster change and build success with ease and flow, helping you overcome your toughest trials and biggest challenges to finally go for it and make money and create the epic life that you deserve. To get more information about our consulting, public speaking, and business success membership club, go to www.timestrategic.com. Hey there. To kick off my brand new Success to Sabrina podcast, we're giving away an awesome prize, a Bose earbud. To get a chance to win this prize, all you have to do is go to www.timestrategic.com and follow the three simple steps. Subscribe to the Success with Sabrina podcast, which is all about winning in business. This podcast is definitely for you if you sometimes feel frustrated, overwhelmed, and if you feel that there's something holding you back. Now, to give yourself an even better chance to win this prize, all you have to do is share the Facebook post link that you'll be receiving on your email with your friends. Every time you share, you get more points. And the more points you have, the better chance of winning. And you'll be helping other business owners to regain control of their business. I bet you are already thinking of some business owners you know who would love to go from frustrated and overwhelmed to confident and in control of their business. Go ahead and share the Facebook post with them right now. Thanks for listening, for subscribing to the Success with Sabrina podcast, for giving me an honest five-star review, and for sharing it with your friends. All right. I am delighted to have in my presence today two experts of the digital marketing arena, Jamie Gilliland and George Diaz. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm honored to be on show number two. That's awesome. It's actually one of the pillar episodes. So ah. this is definitely some great content for the business owner out there that is looking into scaling and growing their businesses. So before we go any further, I would like you to introduce yourselves a little bit and tell us what do you do? Thank you, Sabrina. I am Jamie Gilliland. I own three companies. I own one, which is my site, which is a digital marketing agency. And we help business owners who are struggling because they don't know they're trading time for money. They don't know how to do all of the things. They don't have staff yet and they can't get it all done in a day. They've moved from 
a four-hour work week to a four-hour sleep week. <laughs> so we help to build automation and systems that help to pull them out of the, the day-to-day stuff and get them back into their power of what they're what their genius at and what people want from them. Awesome. So before George goes now, Jamie, I know that you've been in the technology industry for decades. And I also know that you have a sales background. So what are you going to do when you grow up? (laughs) I haven't figured out yet. I'm going to travel the world. um, And I'm doing a lot of that right now with my second company, which is Brand Builders Club. Um, I want to help people figure out how to build and grow their businesses, how to take an idea and turn it into a multi-million dollar lifestyle. Um, so that's that's really what I want to do when I grow up. I don't think I'm going to ever grow up. I'm going to just keep moving along and figuring out how to do it in farther places around the world. Love it. I'm excited to dive deeper into this passion and and get to, to understand how that's all going to come about. So, all right. And George Diaz. Yeah, so I, um, I run an agency called Larry Jacob Internet Marketing, and uh, we focus on uh, working on online courses. So anybody who's an expert in some sort of field, uh, whether they're, um, you know, could be a real estate coach, it could be a leadership coach, um, you know, we're even working with someone that teaches people how to run with the bulls in Spain. So uh, our role is how do we make a course out of that for people and make it... Um, you know, a way to leverage themselves so that they're not just in a consulting practice, they can actually leverage themselves across other, you know, other ways of doing business. Awesome. I'm excited. And I know you've been in this industry for quite a while too, and uh, doing an amazing job helping the entrepreneurs out there. So now Jamie and I actually met in a very interesting setup back in 2015. I think that's what it was. It was, November. I remember I was pregnant with my third son. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And waddling around. Yes. Um, And so we were both at the Infusionsoft event that they do every year. And Jamie is a partner with Infusionsoft. And I was working with Michael E. Gerber at, at that time. And I was privileged to be in the room where Jamie was was going to get to be in the hot seat with Michael Gerber. <laughs> I was. And she got a few minutes where they would talk business, right? So that was really exciting. There was a, a lot of anticipation in the room. And the interesting thing about this is that Michael did not go into talking about business at all. <laughs> and so threw me for a loop. Right? And I was amazed at how you handled that. I just thought, you know, any other ungrateful person would have thought, well, this is not what I signed up for. Where is the secret? Where is the formula? What are you going to give that I can take it home with me? Uh, but more interesting is just really looking at Michael and what he's about. And he really is about the overall health of the entrepreneur, which we're all about that too, right? So actually we cover a lot about relationship that day with her and her newly husband, right? And uh, and it turns out that Jamie, as I mentioned earlier, she's amazing at sales. And actually she took that opportunity and she thought also, how can I be in service for Michael? And how can I help him at the stage that he's in, in his business? And then he became a client to her yet, uh, later. Yeah, so that was really cool just to watch the whole process of where, you know, it took us meeting that day. And here we are today. So it's really cool. Well, and, you know, it's it's, it's one, one of the things, things as entrepreneurs, I, I, I meet so many people who say, I don't like to sell. I'm not a salesperson. Well, if you're in business, you've got to sell or you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Right. So, but the thing that most people don't realize is every sales conversation is really just a conversation. 
how can you serve? What are they doing? What, when you get to the root of where they're at, whether it's in person or online, the, the conversation is the same. And when you get to the root of what they need, what their pain is, what their problem is, and how you can solve it, that's when the quote sale happens, which is the, the trans, transfer of money. Yeah, they're willing to pay you to do to relieve their pain. Absolutely, and we all have our different sales styles too. Like I know that you're not a, a very aggressive salesperson, but it doesn't matter. Our style, bottom line, is we need to get over this fear and and start doing it for sure. Well, and aggressive is relative because I I know she's a very aggressive salesperson, (laughs) but she doesn't come across across that way. If you've you've done your work, which is, you know, matched what you can provide to what they need Uh and they see the benefit, um, you know, it almost begs the question, well, what's the next step? And then you're coming in for the close and you're coming in almost like a vulture, right? But it looks so subtle. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, she's the master. <laughs> yes, I know she has hit some big numbers um, and it's amazing to see what, what she's done with that. But we're actually going to have another podcast about sales sure. where we're really going to focus on that. Um, so I wanted to hear from George a little bit, actually, because I'm so curious about this. So you have a Cuban background, correct? I do. And I wanted to know what is something about your heritage that makes you who you are today, the businessman that you are and what you're all about? Oh, gosh, that was not what I expected today. <laughs> um, you know, my uh, so I, I was born here in Miami and my uh, my parents on both sides um, came from Cuba and they got married here. I was I'm the oldest of 26 grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, why'd you name your business Larry Jacob? And it's Larry's my dad, Jacob's my grandfather. I mean, technically they were Lazaro and Jaco, but that just made for a really raunchy name for a company. Right. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but they, they were both entrepreneurs, they were both self-employed, um, and, and they were very hard workers. And at the same time, they struck a really good balance. Uh, no one, I, I've never heard any of my aunts and uncles say, you know, my, my grandfather was never around. And, and I can tell you for sure, I'm the oldest of six, and my, grand, my, bro, my father was always there, you know, at the baseball games, at, at all the things. So, you know, you work hard. You play hard. You, you're there for your family so that when you get to the end of your life, you're not sitting there looking back at a lot of regrets. Absolutely. I love that you're touching on this because this is so important for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And you, you can lose your balance really fast. Especially when you're so passionate about what you do, right? Because you get consumed by it. I mean, you, you know, especially if that has that creative element to it, then you can spend hours and you don't even see the time go by, right? Time is so relative. Sometimes you know, you can't see time passing and sometimes you just, you know, but having that balance so that you're, like you said, not coming to your deathbed and regretting, um, you know, not dedicating time to the different roles that you play in this life, like as family. And we all have kids. And so, yeah. I was going to say, that's one of the reasons I got into marketing automation and sales automation, because I, my story is one that we don't have time for today, but I was a single mom with small children. And that was when I started my business because I wanted to be home for them when they got off the bus. Yeah. But I found myself after doing this for a couple of years, when the kids would say, mommy, can we go play? My answer was, I'm sorry, I have to take this call right now, or I have to do this, or I have, to. there was always an, I have to. Mm-hmm. And I was doing more of the business than the children and lost my balance. And that's where automation, I figured out a way to take care care of all of those stupid things that I did over and over and over again that I didn't need to be a part of. 
And that's what made me so passionate about what we do in the marketing automation field. Yes, because what would you say, how does automation really changes an entrepreneur's life? Like for, for you, entrepreneur that has not dabbed into it yet, right? So like you're doing business as is, and uh, you haven't even like started considering automating anything. Like what, what does that do to a business and to an entrepreneur's lifestyle? Well, just think of very simple things. Um, someone comes up and says, hey, I want to meet with you. You could go back into that email. Hey, I'm available Wednesday at five o'clock. You know, I'm available. No, I'm not. And that could be five, six, seven different emails uh, where you could very easily automate it by saying, hey, here's a calendar. Here's a link to my calendar. And then have people pick. And, and let me tell you, um, when, when I automated that one step, I was really nervous because it's like, will people look at that link and go, oh, my gosh, this, this is weird. Is it full of himself, uh, right? Like, well, what is it? Well, and even with, I mean, I, I, for me to get someone on my calendar meant that's a sale or a potential sale, right? Mm -hmm. And if I didn't get that, you know, that uh, appointment, there could be a problem. I think nine out of 10 people didn't want to go back and forth on the email. They wanted to spend time. Um, just going to a link, picking a spot that worked and then going on with their life. Cause who has time for that? Yeah. And when you're dealing with like the, the kind of people that you want to be dealing with, they get it right. Because we're all busy and they appreciate actually doing business with you and how convenient it is, the experience of it, right? Like how, how are, are they having a great experience or not? And it begins even at setting the appointment, right? Yeah. So absolutely. And, and even, you know, like when does it happen? When the money transacts. Uh -huh. For some people, it's really difficult to get money to them. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, with automation, you can come up and send them a link and let them self-serve, pay with any type of payment you want. And, and for example, I do business across the globe and sometimes a credit card from New Zealand doesn't go through uh, on all the merchant accounts, but if you make PayPal available, if you make Stripe available. So there are ways of automating the taking of payment so that, you know, that's the meat of the business so that it's very... Go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say the first thing that I, I want to clarify, because so many people are afraid, they hear the word automation and they think, oh, that's taking the personality, that's taking me out of the business. And that's not what automation is about. When it's done properly, um, and this can be across whether it's a calendar link, as George said, that's a very simple one. Um, it can be your autoresponders. It can be things, but it's things that you already are copying and pasting that, that email every time. You have a, a, a response when somebody asks this, frequently asked questions, things that people ask all the time. Um, you know, building messenger bots. Those can be automation that seem totally real, interactive type of thing, but you're not doing it. So one of the biggest concerns in the industry is how do you still leave the human touch aspect of it? And how, how do you resolve this aspect of, uh, of it with your clients? Sure, absolutely. The way I usually start with all of our clients is I give them a sheet that says um, I want them to audit everything they do during the course of the day for two weeks. So they write down, sent an email, sent, you know, sales email to blah, blah, sent here and this. So we track every day what they're doing. And at the end of two weeks, we realize there are certain things that take up 80% of their time that they don't have to be a part of. It can either be delegated or it can be created as when this happens, this email gets sent. It's the same exact email you were sending manually. So you're keeping that personal information, that personal touch, that personality in the message, in the messaging. One of the other things that is really important when it comes to automation, 
I get emails from people saying, hey guys, I was thinking, and, and even videos on Facebook, yeah. I see this a lot. Hey guys, we were thinking and we want you all, y'all, I'm from Georgia, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> we want y'all to do this. Um, and that's a very impersonal message. If you changed it and said, hey, my team and I were talking last night, we were thinking about you, you came to my academy, you haven't done this, what's holding you back? I want to know, you know, let me know, set it back. It sounds like I'm talking to you versus someone else. But that message can go out to Tom and Joe and Susie and a thousand people at one time, whereas you manually can't do that. So it's keeping, it's keeping the same messaging that you're already doing, just making it happen without you being involved. And it makes so much business sense because there are so many things that are already working in your business and you're just taking that and you're thinking, how can I automate that and duplicate more of it, right? And the second step I take them through after the audit is I have them think about who their last best, most amazing client experience customer was. Uh-huh. Somebody that loved them, that they loved working with them, that it was a, oh, we're best friends you know, now, not just vendor client. Um, and go through what was the interaction? What did, where did they come from? How did we interact in, to begin with? Did we talk? Did we have a conversation? Was it a, a particular email or something, a blog post that they read or a video that they saw? And then where did that lead? And when you track all of that, if you can duplicate that process, guess what? You attract all of those favorite best type of clients and they have the same kind of interaction. You see exactly what's going on. So you can duplicate that over and over and over again versus accepting everybody and having some really crappy interactions going on. Yes, I love what you're saying. And the reason why I knew this small panel that we're doing today would be amazing is because I know how talented George is with the practical advice of like how to do things. And you can follow him in everything that he's doing uh, and you'll see that you will leave the the session with him, whatever it's in person or a video that you're watching, knowing exactly what are the next steps to take. So I don't want to go too much into that for the time restraint. But one thing that I wanted to know either from George or Jamie is what are some of the impacts and how can digital markers make a difference nowadays? How can they make a difference? Well, you know, I take I have one customer and she provides behavioral training and emotional um, educational material. So this is information that can be used by people with children with autism. It can be used by prisons, prison inmates. Um, and she cannot teach that to enough people. She can't get in front of enough audience because first of all, people just don't have time to go to, you know, the traditional, let me go to a place and travel where right now for $20, you can sign up for her program uh, get certified, and now you're that much better at at working with people that that have behavior issues. In a lot of cases, her audience can be you know from odd and difficult to deal with to even dangerous. Mm-hmm. So her impact went from you know limited how many people could she talk to in a given couple months to how many people can buy this course. And now it's a matter of making everybody aware of it. And she doesn't have to be present. So, so you, you get into a high leverage model and only because of the digital, you know, medium and all the things you can do, um, you know, with technology that you can actually be in a million places at the same time. So George, what are some of the bad recommendations in your area of expertise that you hear all the time? You know, we have a lot of people that come to us and they're familiar with a bunch of different online programs. 
And, and again, you don't have to know who these names are, but Amy Porterfield, Stu McClellan, um, Jeff Walker, Frank Kern, they're, they're the famous guys in the space. And sometimes people are like, oh, I want to follow all of these or, or some of them. And they'll come up with one expert who says, oh, this is the only way to do it. And so they'll get these, you know, they'll get too much and then they'll get someone who says, you got to do it this way. And, uh, you know, typically what we do is there's, 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 a, let's put a discovery session at the very beginning of this. Let's find out what you're really about. Cause for example, I have some customers that have so much content, they don't know what to do with. And there's definitely an approach that works for, for someone like that. Then you have other people that don't have content, but they have a very big list. And so you've got to look at exactly what they have and then use a lot of these programs, you know, that are available from larger audience, you know, from, from these experts and put them to use. But you can't come up and just say, oh, here's a program. It works for everyone because that's just not real. Yeah, there's no one size fits all. The other mistake that I see all the time, and, and I've seen this in businesses that were poised to scale big from the beginning, they planned on making a major impact in the world. Um, but they started because somebody said, start with free software. Start with this because it's easy, it's free. Start with, and I don't want to name names of software, but there's some out there that are free and they are autoresponders and people think they're getting automation or getting all the pieces they need. Um, look at what your growth is in the next two to five years, what you plan, not what you hope, but what you expect. Um, and by the way, there's a big difference in that too. So expect, don't hope. Um, what you expect to happen in the next two to five years and plan for the software for that because I can tell you converting from a free to a uh, real business system at that point, and a lot of them, Infusionsoft is the one that we prefer, but Keep, I'm sorry, it, it, Keep is Infusionsoft, um, HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, they all have an entry level, inexpensive, less than you know $50 a month typically type program. Um, start with that. Start with the end in mind and don't lose the, the data. When you lose data, when you do the conversion, you lose data and you lose critical pieces and stuff just doesn't work the way you wanted it to. And it's very expensive. So and time consuming. More, and time consuming. Absolutely. Yeah. So plan for what you want to build and grow and find a starting point for that. All right. So, George, I have seen in one of your videos, you're, you're talking to the audience about how to stick out, right? So, uh, as you all know, one of the biggest challenges that we face today is the noise out there, right? Yeah. So, how do, does an entrepreneur go about that? How can we stick out? How can we create something that actually catches the attention and uh, attracts the audience that we're searching for in building our client list. And you all know, of that. there is a lot of noise, and and it, depending on who you read, people are bombarded with like a thousand to five thousand messages of some sort a day, and your brain is designed to filter to get rid of stuff. So if you're getting five hundred emails in your inbox a day, you know you're competing with a lot of noise. So how do you stick out? And a lot of it is, what is it that would stand out in your world? You know, what is it about you? Like, for example, you brought up my Cuban heritage. You know, I make a point of, of coming up. If you go to my website, you'll hear the story of how I named the company. Uh, I'm really big into wine and red wine in particular. And so if you follow my channels, you'll see that on Friday, I'm drinking a glass of wine. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, it was me and, me and Jamie because here was. But I have people on Friday coming up and saying, hey, George. 
what, what wine are you drinking tonight? You know, I've got uh, my dog who you may have heard earlier here, um, and he's in a lot of my videos. And it's because if you're a dog person, I want to relate to you. So how do you use who you are and and what people can relate to outside of what you do in business so that you stand out? You know, I'm the guy that drinks wine. I'm, you know, and oh, by the way, I'm the marketing guy. So again, people are begging the question, what do you do? But they only notice me because of these other personal things about me. And the other thing I would add to that is be a disruptor in your messaging. If you're doing something that is different, if you have an opinion that's different than the other people, make people know that. Um, being, we have one joint client we've worked with who um, is in the health and wellness world. And she is teaching people to be a carnivore. And she had like a million hits because she said the impossible burger was just garbage. It's not something yeah. the body's supposed to eat. And, She's going against. Yeah, right? and, and her language is typical of like a Gary yeah, Vaynerchuk. Gary. So she'll throw <laughs> F-bombs into the yeah, conversations. Yeah. And if you don't like that, that's okay because she just, that's not who you're she not wants to do people. business. But if you're cool with that and you kind of like her brash style, um, that she gets noticed compared to other people. You, you can't not notice her. No, absolutely. Yeah. So do something that makes you different. So don't be so afraid, right? Yeah, don't be afraid <laughs> to stand out. You know, I think in school we were taught, oh, don't do that. People will notice. Yeah, you color don't. inside the lines. Yeah, color inside the lines. No, hell, go all over the page. <laughs> <laughs> That's music to, to our ears, like the creative people here. Um, but also one of my firm beliefs, it has to do with consistency, you know, because even though the way the platforms are nowadays, it has leveled the playing field uh, so that it gives opportunity to everybody. Right. The people that really have something to say and they're passionate, they got to stay consistent because that is going to stick out. You got to right? make yourself a habit. Yes. So yeah. your consistency is not just consistent. But keep it at consistent date and time. If you're doing a Facebook Live, like George's wine pictures, everybody's looking for him on Friday night. What's he drinking this week? Um, you know, I have another client that does Wacky Wednesday or something, she calls it, and has a live video every Wednesday, same time. If you're doing a, a challenge, challenges are really big on Facebook right now. If you're doing a challenge, do it same time every day. So they know you're now a habit. Mm -hmm. And once you're a habit, you're the guy. Yeah. And, and people will come up and we had a question at one of the seminars we were given the other day, which is like, well, I, I don't want to send so many emails that I'm annoying people. Well, it's like, hold on a second. We're here to annoy people who maybe shouldn't be on our list. Right. But if you're not annoying enough people, you're probably not thrilling enough people. So, oh, so, you know, these that are the golden nugget yeah. right there. George. There's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that you don't know. And if you're making them angry, eh, you know, the world wasn't made, you know, to be, I'm not going to be friends with everybody. We had a uh, story that we told at that seminar. Um, Sammy Brundell, who is a, a friend and mentor and partner of mine, um, said she had sent her first email campaign out to a hundred people. And four people got really angry, like nasty letters. I didn't tell you you could email me. And she just shut down and she wouldn't send it again. Well, she happened to go to a Dan Kennedy seminar. And Dan Kennedy is the father of direct mail marketing and all of this. And she said, Dan, I can't send emails because I've, I've made too many people mad. And he said, well, how many did you send to? And she said, 100. And he said, how many did you make mad? And she said, four. And he said, how 
you are so, so, I forget what the word you used. Yeah, you were shorting the other yeah, 96 people. You the other 96 <laughs> people hanging. They wanted what you had. Only four people didn't. And she went, oh. So you have to reverse that psychology. Don't worry about who you make angry. Yeah. <laughs> Just let them go. Yes. And you mentioned habits, right? So we're going to go into that a little bit later because I want to find out from you what are some of the habits that you have developed along the way that really helps you in staying consistent and really staying that business channel, right? Uh, But before we get into that, uh, as a request of one of our listeners, he asked uh, us, how can we scale our businesses? But really, before you even address that is, how do we know when we're ready to scale? Um, I think the biggest indicator of being ready to scale is you don't have enough time in the day or you don't have enough money in the bank account. So in either of those cases, you're trading time for money and the two have a cap. You you can only do so many hours. And and you can only raise your prices so high. You can only raise your prices so high. Exactly. So when you're doing a one-to-one interaction, you're limited. When you're ready to scale the bank account or to get back some of the hours, then you're ready to scale and either start one to many's, which is a membership type program, something where you can serve multiple people at the same time, speaking from stages, doing live events, those kinds of things. Um, Or it's building a system, to go back to Michael, the system that somebody else can duplicate. McDonald's french fries, no matter where I travel in the world, if I go into a McDonald's, the french fries taste the same. Mm-hmm. Hamburgers don't, but the French fries <laughs> do, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's exactly the same because it's a system. They go in the oil, they stay there until it beeps, they take them out of the oil, they, they shake them with salt, and they put them in the little red container. That's a system. Mm-hmm. And you can build those systems in your business, whether it's this is how we receive product, this is how we ship product, this is how we uh, get a client ready for services, this is what we do to intake a client, this is what we do to, to fire a client. And, and, and there's kind of a transition in everybody's business. So most of us get into business because we're really good at something. And someone came up and said, hey, can you do that for me? Like for me, I, I used to do a lot of uh, nonprofit coaching for people looking for work. And the coaches would come up to, hey, can you build a website for me? And I go, yeah, I'll build you a website. That's pretty good. And that's how it started. And, and what happens over time is you build a custom way of doing things for each and every one of these people. And that's when you kind of cap out on hours. At some point, you want to look at what you do and see what part of this or what special offering can I make where I can offer something that's systematized for my French fries. Mm -hmm. And then that's something I can do over and over again. You're not going to stop your custom work because that's probably your livelihood. But what can you do over and over again for, you know, some segment of your niche, you know, some niche or some segment of people that you can systematize, someone else can do it for you, they can buy it automatically, it can be done via video, I can do it on stage, you know, whatever your leverage model is. Um, but, but we all run into it, the accountant, the lawyer, you know, me, the digital marketer, you know, you start with something custom, how do you find a niche that's specific enough so that I can scale it? And I think really like a misconception is that people think that they need to get to a certain level to start scaling, but you start scaling the minute you open up shop, exactly. right? So, I mean, it's obviously there are different levels of scaling and different strategies that you do, and it changes all the time. But the minute you start doing whatever it is that you do, you want to find the best automated ways that you can do so that you can actually serve more people, right? Isn't that what we're all about? Yeah, sure. And, and it could just be you know, hiring a, a virtual assistant, which some people, oh, I can't afford a virtual assistant. It's like, you can find virtual assistants for $3 an hour. 
you know, so the thing is you have to know that, that that's, that's an, an opportunity for you. So and you need to know what they need to do. So have yeah. the system ready before you hire them. Yeah, which would be the same case if you were hiring a secretary that you had to put in a desk next to you. What are, what are they going to be doing and are you ready to manage them? If their virtual assistant might be in the Philippines, Pakistan, somewhere else. So you have to make sure that you can communicate well for them and set expectations. But, you know, $3 times, you know, 40 hours a week, you know, that better be affordable or you're not really in business. And you can start with as little as 10 hours a week in, in That's a lot true. of cases. That's true. So depending upon what it is. Yeah, absolutely. George is right on there. Yeah, so a big shout out to Mike. Uh, thanks for listening, Mike. And Mike also owns a digital marketing firm, just like the two of you. And he has a question. What are some of the most critical changes that we must make to stay ahead of the game as far as where digital marketing is headed? We all have a tendency to get comfortable, to do what's worked before and just sit there. Um, I've been involved in Facebook for the longest time. And then just last year, I noticed a lot more people were on Instagram. And so I, you know, I, I elaborated my system. Now my virtual assistant comes up and posts a lot of our content in addition to Facebook and LinkedIn. Now they're on Instagram. And so we're talking with someone that we know very well. And TikTok is now the same thing, the next thing that Gary Vaynerchuk is recommending. And so it's always kind of having your radar out there, not getting spread so thin that you're like the squirrel, you know, you're always distracted by the next shiny object, but, but also not sitting in, in what's worked because I've, I know a lot of people, they were working really well and their business was doing well. And all of a sudden the, the trend or the technology they were based on started falling apart. You know, I used to have a guy who used to publish uh, beta tapes and then he moved to CDs and then, you know, now he's completely online. If he had sat back before, he would have been completely out of business because the medium he was using, you know, fell out of style, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's got to be, you know, whatever, Blu-ray or, the, you know, the next thing that's coming. So how do you ride the trend, but also not getting so far out there that, you know, you're so bleeding edge that you're taking too many arrows in the back and, and you know, you're being ineffective. So, Jamie, do you agree? Do you have anything to add? I agree, yeah, but um, I want to add being a part, because trying to keep track of all of that, even as a digital marketer, no, can it's, be challenging. It's tough. Um, so being a part of a group that helps to give you that advice, and that's one of the reasons I love our Brand Builders Club, because that's what we do, is we um, have people from all around the world that are part of a group that say, hey, I'm trying this, and and they're testing it or experts that are experts in whatever that field is are in there saying, hey, we've tested this, we've played with this, this is what we recommend, this is what you guys should be looking at or these are the new trends to look at. Um, so that you don't have to, it's hard enough keeping up on your own industry, let alone keeping up on marketing trends. So either have a trusted consultant that you work with or be part of a trusted group that can help you to um, to, to navigate those trends. Yeah, yeah. And, and like with, with um, that one contact we have that, that uh, recommended Facebook bots. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Facebook bots, I knew were pretty good, but when you start talking to someone else in your circle who's like really onto it, it's like, well, hold on a second. That's something that was off my radar right. and now it's on my radar. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a brand builder myself and I have to, to vouch for that because not only is it amazing to be collaborating with other business women and, and men, uh, but also the fact that it's it's a great platform for you to put there out there what you've been thinking and leave the conceptual into like could this really serve someone and and test all of the ideas that you have um, out there. So it's great to be part of membership uh, groups like that for sure. Well, 
Well, and the other thing, in in keeping human, the, the question we had earlier, uh -huh. um, one of the other things that Brand Builders helps to cure for a lot of people is we don't think about our language in our own country versus how it's really how it's received in other countries. Yeah. So a single word can turn somebody off in another country. So if you're considering going global, you really need that interaction with a global community. Yeah, there's that cultural element, which yeah. is something that I actually am passionate about and I want to bring into this podcast. That's why I was asking you, George, about your heritage, because so I come from like an Italian uh, hint. That's why I interrupt people all the time. <laughs> Polish, we do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. So definitely being global, it, it starts there, right? For sure. If you don't have the money or the time to be traveling all over the world, definitely join that crowd because you'll be exposed to how people view business in different cultures, right? Um, so going back to that talk about habits, like is there a habit that you picked up along the way that has really served you in business? Me, yes. Uh, one of my biggest habits is journaling. And um, a lot of people talk about meditating. I have not been able to get into meditating. I can't quiet my mind down enough to do that. <laughs> but I know it's a habit I need to get into. But journaling is, is my way of doing that. And what I do in my journal is, um, is I write what I want to happen during the day. And you have a, it has a way of tricking your mind. And, and I notice if I write it in my book, my kids call it my magic book. Because if I write it in the book, it happens. Yeah. So, but it's it's tricking your mind and saying, this is what's going to happen today. So you do. I, I'm happy. I'm so grateful that I was productive at X, Y, and Z, that I have X new clients that are doing this much and making an impact in the world, and that I had a lovely dinner with my family last, you know, tonight. I love that. I just did an exercise that was like me writing a letter to myself as the 100-year-old uh -huh. self. Uh -huh. And it was such a fun exercise because it's amazing what came out of like that exercise. And I was surprised even by my own, uh, you know, where my mind was going there. So it was really exactly. fun to do. I yeah. do the journaling daily and then sometimes I'll do quarterly or yearly. It's December of 2020 and I'm so happy this year has been an amazing year. This is all the things I've accomplished. You're setting it up for the year. All right. So what would you do if you were invisible for one day? That, that one could get scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to break into Gary Vaynerchuk's office and see what those guys talk about every yeah, day. Because he is—he's always scheming some stuff, and you're thinking, how does he come up with that? And it's because they're dreaming about this stuff all the time. And imagine he started with a commodity business like liquor store, yeah, and, yeah, and exploded that into a monstrosity. And now you know it, it's far past that, but he's still selling a lot of wine. Well, and Russell Bronson started with a potato gun. <laughs> uh -huh. so. so what is the question in this digital marketing arena that you're so tired of getting asked to? And how would you resolve this question for once and for all? Can you make that less expensive? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture recently of... Um, the back end of a horse drawn beautifully and the front end like a two-year-old drawing. So, you know, yes, we can make it less expensive, but you're not getting the same quality. So. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Now I'm speaking the technological language here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what are some of the digital marketing tactics that you currently use that are really serving you well? For me, is I, I have a blog or a Facebook Live going out two or three times a week. And that consistency, I've seen literally i've tracked i track my sales and if i start slacking off on that and you know getting the visibility out there 
I see my sales suffer. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, consistent blogging, uh, Facebooking in the space where we're at. Uh, and sometimes I spread out because I'll get into, um, you know, advice for small business owners, you know, how to avoid worry, how to, you know, spend time with your family. So, you know, I try to broaden it a little bit because you can't just be talking the tech talk all the time um, and, and just getting out there consistently. So people either hear you from email, uh, watching you on Facebook, you know, the, the exposure and that constant, you know, consistency, it was it was kind of builds your brand. Yes, Absolutely. And what would you like to explore further that we you feel like we have not covered here and that is really important to address? You know, we, we've talked about digital marketing and all the things you do online to keep it going. And one of the things as a digital marketing evangelist, as George calls himself, um, that I think people need to remember is you can't be just digital. You also need to make sure that you keep that personal touch. So. Your digital marketing automation can tell you, hey, it's time to call Joe. You haven't talked to him in three months. So keeping that personal touch in there, even if it's a messenger chat or texting, but physically talking to a person and having a conversation. Um, so do everything you can to get automated and use that extra time that you find to get really personal with people. It makes a big difference in your sales and conversions. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think we're personal enough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a talk right now how kids are not even knowing how to communicate anymore, right? Because they're so technological from like the cradle that, you know, they don't learn those skills of like how to read, you know, cues, like body language, you know. So to close this amazing session that we had today, I am, I feel like we could talk for days. Like, this is amazing. I'm so excited. Um, and uh, what is the single most important belief that you feel that has helped you in business? Yeah, for, for me, it, you know, hard work balanced with, um, you know, being creative. You know, so it, it's hard work. I mean, I start my day usually at five in the morning. I usually try to stop before four. So I actually kind of slant my day towards the morning. But hard work, but at the same time, uh, don't get so hard working that you lose your creativity. Uh, I have scheduled breaks. Um, uh, my wife started asking me, why do you go play golf by yourself? And I go, because if you're on the golf course, you can't be thinking about business. You have to be thinking about that next hole. So how do I get out of my business and into something that's actually refreshing, that energizes you so that when you do get back, you know, you, you, you've got all your juices. Yes. And what about you, Jamie? What is it for you that makes you tick? and that you feel that it's a belief that has really served you well. Yeah, two things. Exactly. Actually, I'm going to disagree with George because I don't want to do hard work anymore. So <laughs> the two beliefs that I have, um, the two things I say to myself quite often that have changed my life in the last five years is what if and I can and followed by whatever it is because so many people say I can't do that. Right. You can do anything you want to do. You just have to figure out how. So say, yes, I can. And then find somebody to help you figure out how to make it happen. It reminds me of the movie, uh, the Apple movie, where they were showing when they, they, they had a, something created that wasn't really what the marketplace was looking for, right? So they brought that proud creation to the store and they inquired the guy that worked there and he was in touch with the marketplace, right? He was constantly dealing with the customers and he said, you know, this is not really what we want. This is what we want. And I remember, I believe it was Steve Jobs or whoever it was that was there. 
and, and he said, all right, we, we can do that. And when he got back into their garage, which is really where they started their business, he's like, how in the hell am I going to create that? I have no idea, right? But it's like, say yes, figure it out later. Exactly. exactly. I love that. that has taken me miles versus so many people get stuck in the, I can't, I don't know how, I, I shouldn't, I, you know, take the hints off of everything you say. Uh -huh. and change them to positive. Love it, love it. I, I feel like we have really hit it right there. Thank you so much again. It's been such a delight to spend this time with you two and uh, I'm glad that we were able to do it. And thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com That is G-A-G-N-O-N You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices, skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, we all have natural advantages that comes from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>